kind of sitting there and there's this awkward pause as you kind of hear the of something slowly ambling towards you. And around this time, the crowd starts to, you know, I smell a lot of these, you're just hearing from different points. I smell something. It's, oh God, that's awful. It's, oh God, it's here. I just, I look back and I yell at the church. Uh, keep your wits about you. I shall dispatch this foul beast. You see, uh, I mean, the mob is truly a mob. They're trying to force their way in. Still about 50 people trying to get inside. They're not quite full in. And around this time, the the large creature itself pops up and is in the square proper. Everybody make perception checks. Perception or initiative? Perception. That is a 16 plus 1, 17. 11. Seven. Eleven and seven. So who got the highest? I did. Okay. You, you can see a few things. And because you have dark vision, it helps out a lot. The only thing with dark vision is you can't make out color. You can only make out shades of gray. Right. So you see it's a creature about nine feet tall. Face very much similar to a hyena. It's... Ooh. Claws are easily the size of your forearm. You're a small, tiefling little girl. It's wearing these wraps around some of its arms and its legs. You see it wearing a very simple kind of like loincloth. And you see it's, I mean, the eyes are just a glow. The teeth are a glow. You see stripes and ripples across its skin. It looks very much like what you would imagine a werewolf would look like. If instead of a wolf, it was using a, uh, a hyena teeth are just jagged and coming out in awkward angles you see its tongue is just huge way much like way longer than its mouth is and it's like like lapping up the sides of its face and like looking over its nose and it's kind of stops it it goes past uh or isn't it 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 stops right around where the two dog looking creatures are and uh it just kind of stops there and looks around at what's happening raises up its hand go and it starts to back up a little bit and all six of these dog-like creatures start to kind of like, you hear the splitting sound, you hear this kind of like snapping, almost like when you snap a twig, like bones breaking. You hear the stretching and screaming of muscle as these things start to lift themselves upright and get onto their feet and their legs, their four legs become a little longer, a little more articulated and they turn into claws and they rise about and then they start to, uh, they start to walk towards you, not showing any, I mean, they're not, going fast, but they're starting to walk towards you. I cast Mage Armor on myself. Yeah, I think the moment he says go, I would probably break into a full sprint and just, like, charge him with my rapier. Alright, you're probably a solid 60 feet away. Okay. So, yeah, I'll double move. So, yeah, should we start rolling initiative here? Not quite yet. Uh, So, as you reach the 30 foot mark, I'm going to need you to make three wisdom saving throws, please. Three, okay. First one is a 15 plus 2, 17. And then 11 plus 2, 13. And then 11 plus 2, 13. All right. Uh, so for a brief second, you feel like you're hit multiple times with just this wave of sleepiness. Um, but you're able to fight through it using your using your rage. But as you're running forward, these other uh, these other creatures are running. They, they break into their own run. And... Uh, and that's initiative, boys. Let's let's do it. Nice. Shit. That's a three plus three for me. Six. Thirteen. Uh, Eighteen plus four. Twenty-two. Jesus. Right. So, Brian, can I just ask you something real quick? Mm-hmm. 
Regarding the wild magic surge, do you want me yeah. to roll every time after I cast a uh, a first level or higher spell? Yeah, let's do, let's let's do it like every other time, so okay. you're not having to like always do it. It's not, it's, uh, yeah, it's it's more for. I mean, it's a lot. Of, it's just kind of a fun thing to do. Um, so boys, we've entered combat. Edmund, you have run into the thick of it. You are now been met by three of these dog-like creatures. Another three are kind of in the wings. Uh, you're right on them. I'd say, Maeve, you're probably about 30 feet from the action. Did you say you are kind of in the middle of the square? Kind um, of? I was about 10 feet from the entrance. I'd say about 60 feet from what's going on uh, with okay. Edmund and the jackal wares because he kind of moved forward and they're moving to meet him. So you're kind of back there. Pat, you are probably about 75 feet away as a straight line because you're up at an angle. So, uh, Blackwood, you have three of these dog-like creatures right next to you. Uh, what do you do? Okay, so the, um, they, they've they closed distance, so like within five feet of me, or do, do, am I going to move moving into their spaces? You're, they've like, you're kind of like met in the center. As you started to run forward, they ran forward. Okay. And that kind of like brief moment of you kind of charging. So I, uh, with my Arapia brandished, I will, uh, I will attack the, the one that's, whatever one is most obstructing my past, uh, my path to, uh, to the lead yeah, I mean, there. So I imagine you being in the center, there's one to the front of you, one to the kind of the left of you, one to the right of you, like your front vision, not mm-hmm. like necessarily right on your sides. So whichever one you want, I mean, they all seem equal in size and make and model. Okay. Um, <laughs> actually, you know what? I am going to, instead of attacking anything, I'm actually going to cast Shield of Faith on myself. All right. And uh, just get ready for the Onslaught. And that's my turn. All right, that's your turn. Do you have a bonus if you have anything bonusy that you want to do? Um, I mean, no, not really. I don't have any offhand weapons, and I, I can't cast another spell because I used to Shield of Faith. All right, so that's what you do. That increases your AC by two, right? Yeah, yep, so my AC is a 20 now. So that happens. Uh, leave Lock. It's your turn now. All right. Your next um, initiative order. Is the geometry of this church such that there is like a really sloped roof that I could possibly slide down and use to gain momentum? <laughs> so, are you are you hoping to kind of hit the ground running? I guess is what you're I'm hoping to, say. to like skateboard down the side Do of you the have church. A skateboard? Well, no, but like just just like use my feet to grind down like the roof and then do a little somersault, do some hardcore okay. parkour, land on the ground, just sprint. Okay, um, yeah, if, so basically, to, uh, I'll let you, if you get a high enough acrobatic score, I will let you, um, jump down the roof without wasting any movement. Okay. Let's say the DC's like 15. Uh, fuck. I got a 14. Never mind, man. Okay, no, I mean, uh, so you, uh, you, you amble, you amble off the roof. I'll say it burns like 10 feet of your movement instead of 15. Okay. I mean, you, you did pretty well. So now I'm probably like 60 feet away still? Uh, yeah, you are now kind of in line with Maeve. You are 60 feet away from action. Then I will double move, which puts me at 50 feet since I burned 10 feet. Okay. So I'm still 10 feet away then. What's, is, is Sir... God, I swear one of these days I'm going to remember Edmund. your fucking name, Sir Edmund. Is he, uh, like, 10 feet in front of me as well? Or are they at the same part, I guess? I think uh, the Edmund would be 5 feet away from you. The dogs would be 10 feet away. Kind of in the way, okay. if we were going to do, like, the rigid, blocky grid system, that's how it would be. So I'll just I'll end my turn there. All right, that's your turn. It is now the dog beast's turn. So, 
And they start to scramble at you and try to slash you, try to slash you with their claws. So each one is going to make one attack with advantage. First is a 16 uh, plus 4, 20 to hit. That'll hit. Next one is a natural 14 plus 4, uh, 18 to hit. That misses. Uh, and then the last one uh, is less. So only one hit out of that. So okay. yeah, that's 4 plus 2, 6 points of damage. Can you make a uh, constitution saving throw? Uh, DC 10, right? Uh, yeah, it'll be 10 because it didn't get that high. Yeah, that's a 12. All right. So yeah, you, you have it up and it blocks all the rest of the attacks. Yeah, you the first one kind of was able to find some purchase in between some of the the links of your armor, but the next ones uh, are just kind of like they try to attack you and they seem to be diverted by some magical force that kind of pushes them away and their their bites and their their slashes kind of move out of the way and they don't quite make purchase. Try um, your best, foul beast. Uh, they're gonna do a little bit of movement. Not out of your reach, but the one to your left and one to your right is going to move down a little bit. So they're actually like straight up flanking you. Mm-hmm. And actually one of them moves closer. It's still in range with you, but it has moved into the sphere of Locke. So, Maeve, it is now your turn. Alright. I am going to cast Enlarge Reduce okay. on Sir Edmund. <laughs> Make him larger. Well, tally-ho. And then he can add a D4 to any damage that he does with the, with weapons. Does that make my weapon a category larger? Uh, no, it, it doesn't work that way. It's not like Pathfinder. You just get like an extra D4. It, gotcha. doesn't, it doesn't give you any extra reach, but it does, you know, pump you up a little bit. You are now a large creature. And you're actually kind of like pushing them back a little bit with your new form, um, which is lucky because... You're going right now. These dogs seem much smaller than I remember. Um, <laughs> and I will, yeah, I will attack the one directly in front of me with the Zeripier. Uh, oh, and there it is, natural one. Natural Ooh, one. And you hit it. You, you always hit when stone. it counts. Yeah, you, you try to jam, you try to jam your rapier down into the like the haunches of one of these things and just jerks away just in time and your rapier hits stone and you can see the stone actually like crack around your enlarged rapier. Um, is there anything else you want to do with your turn? If you have any bonuses um, or anything? You know what? I am going to... I'm going to try to push past this one in front of me and go straight for the leader. Uh, okay. Uh, so, if you try and push past, you're going to take three attacks of opportunity. Mm-hmm. And you have noticed that the, the leader is like... 30-ish or 40. Eh, he's probably like 40 or 50 feet away from you guys at this point. He moved back. Yeah. Yeah, but I see him kind of slinking off into the shadows, and I just want to make sure he doesn't get away. All right. Uh, so if you want to do that, uh, well, I guess I, I got to make some attacks on you. There's going to be three attacks coming your way. Uh, first attack is going to be miss. Next attack is going to be miss. Oh, boy. And then, uh, yeah, they all three miss. So you, you push past, and you are uh, you move 30 feet. Mm-hmm. And you are met by another jackalware right in front of you. They split up the pack when, when the, you've met the secondary pack. Um, am I within 30 feet of the uh, lead guy? No. Uh, I thought you said he was 50 feet away. I guess, then, yeah. Uh, then I moved feet, 30. Yeah. So you'd, you'd be in 20 feet wide. Okay. Uh, to me? I am going to uh, use my bonus action to cast Compelled Duel. Compelled? Um, I will lose my shield of faith because it's a con- concentration spell, but he has to make a uh, wisdom saving throw. DC is 14. He, has, he got a 10, so he failed. Um, so he is now uh, 
he is compelled to, by divine demand to uh, attack me. So for mm-hmm. the duration, it has disadvantage on attacks against other creatures that are not me, and it must make a wisdom so uh, wisdom saving throw each time it attempts to move a space that is more than thirty feet away from me. So it can't like run away from me. Um, it doesn't restrict its movement, but um, if it tries to get outside of that thirty feet, uh, it can't do it. Okay. Uh, let me see. So okay. He's within 20 feet of you, so oh, you can't leave 30 feet without making a wisdom saving throw? Yeah, correct. Oh, yeah, so let's do Locke's turn, and then we'll, we'll say it goes with the with the beasties. So, Locke, uh, what were you doing? Okay, uh, I just want to know, like, how the werewolf boys are situated around me. So, uh, there is one directly in front of you. There is one to the left of that that's about 10 feet in front of you. And then there's another one a little bit more to the left of you, um... That's probably about ten feet away. About yeah, ten feet away. Okay, so there's they were surrounding Locke. They were surrounding uh, Edmund. Edmund moved out of there, so they kind of made it like a little triangle, and you were on the edge of that triangle. If I used an attack that was a five by thirty line, could I hit all of them? Not from where you're standing currently. Well, I mean, like, is there a way that I could like move? I have thirty feet of move right now. Can I? Is there a way to like? It's hard to it's hard to visualize without seeing it on like a map. Is there a way that I could like move either to the right or the left and fit them all within that? You couldn't get more than two at a time the way they're kind of set up. Okay. Um, if you where you are now, you could hit two, potentially three, but you'd also be hitting Edmund. You hit three and Edmund if you wanted to do that. That's fine. Mm, that's risky though. But you can amble a little bit to your right, and you can hit two in a line very easily. I'll do that then, um, and I'll use my breath weapon. So they have to make a dex save, uh, DC 12. Uh, it's one fail on 11. Another fail. It was just two, right? Or you hit? It was just two, yeah. yeah. Um, so they so take two d6. I don't know if you want me to roll that or if you want to roll that. You can roll that. Okay. Uh, they take nine damage. Nine points of zone. It's lightning damage, if that matters. It does not. I think you're good. Okay. Um. Yeah, you. <laughs> You see the skinged as you unleash this kind of uh, breath weapon. You you hear the smoking, crackling of the skin. Uh, they look burnt and they look damaged. Um, they look kind of hurt. Um, Sick. Is that so? Is that your turn? Yeah, that's my turn. All right, so we're gonna do the beasties. So we'll do the big boy monster thing. He's starting to move away. He's going to cast darkness. Um, around himself in that kind of like alleyway so you don't have clear vision on him anymore and he's going to try and move out of the sphere and it's got it's a wisdom check to move away from you yes yep dc 14 is it a wisdom saving throw yes yep uh he's he reaches that 30 foot limit and he finds himself unable to push through he's uh he's right there for the moment so there is one of these animal things in front of you two and the left and the right are going to come forward towards you. So now you are back in a middle of three of them. They're going to make their attacks with advantage. You no longer have your shieldy do, shield of faith. Um, natural 20 on the first one. That'll hit. Uh, natural 18 on the second. That'll hit. And uh, 14, 18 on the next one. That'll hit. All three hits, so that is we'll do the natural. These are three new boys, right? Not any of the ones around me. Yeah, these are three new boys. Okay. Um, so first one, we're just gonna double the dice. Uh, two, four. 
believe the first hit is six points of damage. Okay. Um, and then the next two I'll just do at the same time. You then take another 12 points of damage. Okay, so 18 altogether? 18 altogether, yeah. That's a beefy uh, hit. Yeah. It was three of them and one was a crit, so yeah, it gets them. It gets them. Uh, and then, Locke, you are unfortunate enough to be probably receiving the same thing. They're going to shift around you and move right into your sphere, and they're going to do the same thing. Actually, two are going to attack you, and I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay, uh, just a quick question. Mm-hmm. If I have a reaction spell, can I use that in this case? Uh, what's the trigger for the reaction? Um, All right, you can just tell me the spell, and I can tell you you can use it. It's shield. So the trigger for that is an attack that would hit. So if it, okay. it wound up, it was going to hit, you can use shield, it blocks that attack. Until the start of your next turn, you have shield up. Right. So yeah, two of them are going to try and attack you, and the other one's going to do is gaze on you. Uh, so one more attack. Um, that one's going to miss. It's a 10. Straight 10. Uh, but okay. then I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. There it is. I got an 18. 18, yeah. You feel sleepy for like half second, and then you are back up at it, and you're fine. Okay. Uh, Mame, it is back to you. All right. I'm going to cast a magic missile on one of the beasties surrounding uh, Locke. All right. Uh, two of them are hurt. They're both hurt the equal amount. Um just one of them? Yeah, I think so. Alright, so yeah, go ahead and uh, roll your attack on that. Four, three, so that's seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, so that's fourteen points of force damage. Oh uh, yeah, you kill one. As you spike it through and kind of crumples and you see its form kind of shift back at that into a dog. Okay, and now I'm going to roll for wild magic. Yeah, go for it. Oh shit, that's a one. Alright, uh, so roll roll on the wild magic uh, table, yeah. and let's figure out what happens. Uh, 84. So that right, so is that? a... Each creature within 30 feet of you takes 1d10 necrotic damage. I regain hit points equal to the sum of the necrotic damage dealt. Oh, okay, I was going to ask if you took it too. So, uh, yeah, so let me roll for the within damage. Within 30 feet of you? Yes. Yeah, that would be lock. Uh, and one of the uh, one of the one of the beasties. So I'll roll. I rolled so, yeah. a six. So yeah, uh, Locke, you take six points of necrotic damage, and then one of these guys takes six points of necrotic damage. Um, rem- remind me again my positioning on the field. Uh, you are right in front of the door, about ten feet away from the door. You are about you are like twenty five feet away from oh well, about thirty feet away from Locke and thirty feet from another jackal where and thir- so there's one right in, directly a, a ahead of Locke, like another five feet ahead of him, and then there's one right to his side. Does that mean if he's ten feet away from the church that people in the church would have gotten that necrotic damage? Oh shit. Fuck. Yeah, you're correct. Everybody? Oh man. That's all it's six damage. I think that's enough to kill a lot of commoners. I mean, some of them are kids. Talk about fucking wild magic. I mean, it would only be whoever's in the first, like, 20 feet of the the church. Ooh, fuck, a commoner has four hit points. <laughs> oh, that's, no. That's nice. So, everybody, everybody trying to get into the church immediately drops. And then a significant portion inside the church, 20 feet in, 
Brop as well. Fuck. And honestly, I think that's enough to outright kill them. Because what is the grievous harm yeah. if it's like... No, if they take their full hit points, they just die. There's no saving yeah. throws, no nothing. They took six, they have four hit points. Oh. Um, ooh, boy. And they don't have any, like, modifiers. Probably so, not. So, yeah, you killed God. You killed God? No, like, I'm trying to think <laughs> of the exact number. I said there was about 50 outside. Maybe less than that, the 30. And then inside, probably like another 30 or 40. So 70 commoners just fucking eat it and die. Uh, at the very worst. <laughs> at the, at the very least. The fuck? They're not going to want to get on our boat now. <laughs> at the very least, they fall unconscious. But yeah, you see... You see seventy people behind All you. All these so bodies, like this, they just drop. So, and Mave is just like, what? So yeah, it's an insanely awkward moment. Uh, you're like, ah, pew, 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 you kill one. You're like, oh yes, I killed one. And then you hear a, a bunch of basically the sounding of, of like sacks, the same sack, the sound of like sacks of flour hitting one another and like hitting the ground. You see seventy people. Oh. And then you hear screams. Just everybody is fucking screaming. Oh, All I can imagine is, like, Maeve looking back with an Urkel voice like, Did Did I I do that? that? (laughs) No. Oh, boy. She would be horrified. I'm also pretty sure that that just killed more people than this beast ever did. (laughs) It only killed about 50. (laughs) Fucking wild magic, dude. Oh, boy. All right, so that happened. Um, you hear? I'm uh, sorry I said anything, but like, no, you're right. You're right. No, you're 100 percent right. Um, I, that was on me for forgetting it. You're not a dick. I'm an idiot. So you do hear? I mean, I kind of think you're a dick, but that's just the cool. outrageous screams uh, of just like hundreds of people inside this church. Um, so yeah, that's your fucking turn, Mave. Congratulations. I'm going to move away you, from the door. You have the highest body count of anybody in this game probably for a long time. Oh, great. Right. Oh, my God. So the kid is going to be so fucked up. You have no idea. And the fucking cult would be so proud. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. His cult would have been like, yes, small child. Somewhere I, in the distance you hear, oh, good show. <laughs> um, Jesus. Um, I want to try to position myself somewhere in between Locke and um, Sir William or Blackwood. I'm sorry. Edmund. You could, Edmund, Edmund you yes. A, you can get a about where Locke is distance. Okay, is. then I'll uh, yeah, I, I still want to be about 10 feet away from Locke. Yeah, you can do that. I'll okay. We can't say up. that you did that before you did your wild magic. Nah, man. No, no. He didn't. He didn't. I'm, I'm sticking with it. I, that's what I did. You would have gotten more of the wolfies. You yeah. could have gotten more of the wolfies and less of the people. So you are, I'll, I'll say that you, so you wanted to be 10 feet away from Locke? Yes. Alright, I'll position you 10 feet away from Locke. I'm and just writing directly this down directly engaging. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. But yeah, Edmund, you hear you hear the the thuds of about 70 people hitting the fucking dirt. Wait, wait, wait. Hitting... No, no, no. Can I can I roll perception for this just in yeah, case yeah, yeah. there's a chance I don't have to hear this? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> okay. you can roll a perception. God damn. Yes, natural 2. 
<laughs> you are you are locked into battle with these 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 animals, and you are oblivious to your surroundings. Yeah, that that needs to be the case. Oh fuck! <laughs> All right, yeah, let's do it. All right, you are fi- you are engaged with three of these uh, wolf like beasts. Well, not wolf like beasts, but dog like beasts. Jackal warriors or whatever. Oh, you know what my plan is? Well, you said it out loud earlier, but yeah, I am familiar. with You what did they say are. it out loud. I did shit. All right, yeah, they are jackal wares. Um, so yeah, go ahead and uh, whatever you're gonna do, do it. All right. Um, I am going to use the disengage action. Okay. And I am going to go down uh, the hallway. Yeah, I'm, I'm running for the for the lead guy. Um, and then I would also like to use my lay on hands and try to heal myself up a little bit. All right. So yeah, we'll do the. Go ahead and do the. I'll say it's all happening concurrently. And lay on hands is a bonus or is it an action? Um, I remember if you're doing it to yourself, I think it's a bonus action. Otherwise, okay. normally it's an action. But let me let me Google it. Lay on hands looks like it's just an action, regardless. Oh, really? Maybe that was a Pathfinder thing. Um, so as you enter into that hallway, you kind of sneak around. So, well, if it's an action, do you want to disengage still, or do you just want to fly? Through? Um. I think it's probably going to be better for me. Well, is it just the one creature in front of me, or the other two closed there ranks? There is now... They they have closed ranks on Yeah, you. so it's going to be better for me to disengage. As you disengage and go forward? Yep. So, as you enter in, you are overcome with this just incredible, disgusting smell. I need you to make a constitution saving throw, please. Uh, that is a natural 19 plus 2. Uh, yeah, 21. Alright, yeah, uh, for a moment you feel like you're about to retch, uh, but you do not retch. Okay. Keep it together, Eddie. As you travel, uh, you can travel 30 feet from there, uh, you'd be right on top of this beast, more or less. Okay. Yeah. But you are blind, because he cast darkness around himself. Oh, fuck, really? Yep. Oh, Okay. Well, unless he's a warlock, he can't see in his own darkness. So, mm. um, okay. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I will. Uh, I'll hang out in the darkness. I guess that's that's the end of my turn. Okie dokie. Um. So that's your turn, Locke. It is back to you. Uh, you can make a perception check if you like. Okay. I got a twenty-two. Yeah, you uh, you hear the screams of villagers, yeah. and you hear the sounds of seventy fucking villagers dropping to the ground. Jesus Christ, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna look back and be like, "What did you do?" Oopsie doopsie! I picked a whole bouquet of oopsie daisies. <laughs> I picked a whole bouquet. It, it of wasn't oopsie me. Daisies. I like that. Uh, but yeah, you. I'm are... just gonna like look at her, and be like, "We're gonna talk about that later," and then. <laughs> <laughs> no, no dinner for you tonight. Oh boy! Gonna, right, uh, uh, the good news is you did just get seven hundred experience points, <laughs> so you may have just leveled oh. up. Oh my god! Yeah, they are ten XP. So yeah. congratulations! So I'm gonna gonna take out my maul and attack the one that's right next to me. Yeah, there's two. So there's one in front of you and one to your left. They both are damaged slightly. Um, I'll do the one to my... Which one's closest to Maeve? The one uh, one directly in front of you would be closest to Maeve, Maeve and it is technically the most damaged. It would. It was the one that you hit with lightning. Okay, I will attack that. Alright, go ahead and uh, do your attack roll. 11 versus AC. Uh, that might hit. Uh, no, it doesn't. Uh, they have an armor class of 12. Uh, it, Fuck. 
it just uh, you you make a little you make light contact with it, but it's like a glancing blow, and it seems to be unharmed by the attack. Things are just not looking great for us. <laughs> you know what? So hold on. Is the I don't understand how spells work exactly. So like I have magic missile, and as long as I have enough spell slots to use it, can I just yeah, keep yeah, that's using how it, works. it? Okay, cool. Yeah, you you don't have to. It's not like a. Uh, 3.5 or Pathfinder where you have to assign specific spell slots to a certain spell. That's, yeah. Okay. It's not like that. Yeah, it's free to use. Well, um, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and action surge. And then I'm gonna use magic missile. I'm gonna use one on the one that's directly in front of me, and then two on the other one. Alright, uh, so go ahead and roll. Okay, so the one in front of me takes three damage. Okay. Takes three points damage. Still up. Looks oh, pretty fuck. hurt, though. Did not do that correctly then. Can I retcon that? What was your retcon? Oh, you uh, wanted to, to do, do more damage on the the right. I want to kill one. the one and then yeah, just just move them. Uh, just roll okay. the next one and we'll add it to the first guy. Uh, he takes four now. Oof, boy, he's he's looking real rough, but he's still up. Is he still up still after up. seven points of damage? Fucking hell! And then the next one on the other guy, right? Yeah. Uh, t- two damage. Oof, boy. He's looking... He's, I mean, I heard him. It's stabbed into his skin. You can see, like, this... I mean, all of them are kind of, like, punctured up at this point from your from magic missiles of one kind or yeah. another, and... That looking kind of rough. Say it. It's now back to the jackal wares. Two jackal wares on lock. They're gonna actually disengage. They're gonna disengage. Uh, are they gonna take opportunity attack? No. Oh, they're disengaging. Oh, uh, that's dumb. And then they're going to bolt 40 feet to the nearest alleyway. And then the three, you better run. And then the three that were kind of harrying uh, Edmund before, and then he busted through. They're gonna, uh, but they're gonna bolt, but also do gaze attacks. So they're just gonna run there at forty feet. I need Locke to roll two wisdom saving throws, and Maeve roll one wisdom saving throw, please. Okay. And then Locke is rolling two. That is a uh, that's a eleven for me. All right, you you feel sleepy for a second, but you snap back out of it. There we go. Wonderful. Okay, I got an unnatural 20 and a natural 20. Mm, okay, yeah, you try to, you feel very sleepy for just like a split second and you are, boop, uh, you, you fight it. Um, you just they are, turned down for what in the back of your mind? <laughs> they are rapidly trying to get away. So in the back, Edmund, mm-hmm. so in the back of your mind, you hear this just... <laughs> <laughs> It seems my work has been done for me. And fuck you, Cole. <laughs> and, and you're gonna take some hits as this guy. He's gonna, first, he's gonna do his bite, so he can see in this darkness. Um. Uh, or is he dropping? Let the me spell? double check. Let me double check. I don't think he can. Yeah. So it's gonna be a disadvantage. Does a 15 hit? Does not. Alright, and he's gonna take another swipe at you with his other thing he can do. Natural 20, and uh, does a 16 hit? It does not. It does not hit? Alright, what is your natural AC? 18. I have breastplate really? and a shield. Oh, okay. 16 plus 2. Alright, he tries to take some swipes at you, and you can hear it like grating against your armor. Um, yeah, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't seem to bite into you. But he is going to then spend his movement getting 30 feet away. But so you can make an opportunity attack, but it's going to be a disadvantage. I uh, will take it. 
Uh, first one is a ten. The second one is a five plus six, eleven. All right. Uh, yeah, you you thrust out your rapier and you hit air. It's milky darkness. Okay. Um, <laughs> so Maeve, <laughs> it's your turn. What's what's going on? Uh, uh, you want? I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Sure. Uh, 15 plus 1, 16. Alright, you are almost overcome with just indescribable sadness and emotion, uh, but you're able to fight it off for the time being. Okay. As you drop 70 people. Alright, I am... I, I kind of picture this as some of, like, the the demon inside of her, um, you know, kind of awakening a little bit. So she's going to see one of the... Uh, you know, the smaller jackal figures and cast Firebolt. All right, so uh, they're all... There'll probably be one at this wall, actually. It has a range of 120 feet. I'm just saying, because they're going into alleyways. Okay. Uh, that you don't necessarily have vision on. Uh, okay. uh, I'd say there's probably one or two that you could get at. Uh, the one that seems to be most hurt by Locke is probably, like, not running at full speed. It's still there. So go ahead and roll an attack. It's, sure. It's not still there, but it's, like, slower, considerably okay. slower than the other ones. Uh, 12 plus 7, that is 19. Uh, yeah, you hit. Alright, and I do... Uh, 7 points of fire damage. Yeah, you kill it, it just... And it You hear the sizzle of its flesh, and the crunching as its body reforms into that of a dog. Another notch on the belt, huh? They're made. Uh, (laughs) Alright. Blackwood, it's your turn. (laughs) Um, Okay, I am going to move uh, out of the darkness, um, I presume. Could I I try to, like, roll perception to see if I can hear which direction he went? Yeah, roll a perception check. Uh, That is a 13 plus 2, 15. You noticed, well, well, a thing happens. As it moves 30 feet away from you, you notice the bubble of darkness also moves away, so you can actually see where the bubble of darkness is moving. So, okay. but you do you do notice that he seems to be running straight ahead. He didn't like move into a corner or like move into another alleyway. He's directly ahead of you. Okay, and he hasn't um, he hasn't broken the the barrier the thirty feet there. Uh, no, he's not been able to. Uh, well, yeah, because his movement's only thirty feet, and he tried to attack you. So, um, I guess I'm just gonna run forward into the darkness again, and this time I'm gonna try to make an attack at him. All right, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and make an attack with disadvantage. Uh, well, that was a three and a 13, so yeah, nine. Uh, yeah, you again, you try and thrust out your rapier into the, uh, to the dark, the, ink, the inky darkness in it, uh, you, you just, you whiff air. And I just, uh, I'm just gonna shout into the darkness, like, drop this illusion and fight me like a man! Mm-hmm. Uh, make a, make a first ranging jack here. It is a 13 plus six, 19. Dang. Oh, okay. <laughs> Alright. Um, Locke, it's your turn. Alright. So, there's still one that's alive around me, right? Uh, no. They all bolted, uh, but the oh, one that was yeah, slowest right. yep. uh, got shot by Maeve. They're all pretty okay. much gone at this point. Um, I guess I'm just gonna run over towards Edmund, then. Right, yeah, you'd run straight forward? Yeah. Uh, you move, uh, you'd still, with your full movement, and you burned movement... You'd probably still be about 30 feet away from what's going on. Okay. 
is they've had a couple rounds on you and they've been moving a lot. They've been moving pretty quickly. And um, I can't see the big baddie, right? Because he's no, in darkness. yeah, he's he's emitting darkness. So you wouldn't really be able to see him. You can't see lo- You can't see uh, him. But you can't see Edmund either. So, oh, but when you move into that space, I need you to make a Constitution saving throw. Okay. A nineteen. Uh, yeah, you feel like you're about to retch. I um, mean, you. Edmund didn't see this because it was in darkness, but you notice that there's just, just just awful smelling bright green smear across one of the walls, mm-hmm. um, and it seems to be the source of this just disgusting scent. Um, but yeah, you 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 fight it off. Okay, it's rolling um, really well in some of these saves. I guess I will just continue to move forward then. All righty. Uh, so yeah, you're, you're at the end of it. You're about thirty feet away from what's going down. Um. Is there anything else? So if, that's if you burn action and movement. I'm 30 feet away if I double move, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, they're about okay. 90 feet away from you at this point. Um, so cantrips don't build, burn spell slots, but they do burn an action, right? Yes. Okay, then I'm, unless, I'm done. Unless there's one that says, like, uh, uses bonus, but I don't think there is any bonus action cantrips. I don't think I have any bonus action cantrips. All right, so it's back to the baddies' turn. So you notice um, that darkness drops. And right in front of you is Big Boy Bad Boy. Um, and he is going to fucking go for it. He's going to bite you. Natural 17 plus uh, 7, uh, 24. Yeah, that's fucking okay. Christ. So, uh, it's going to take me a second to roll out all this damage. This will probably drop me. So you take 14 points of piercing damage. Okay. And then... Fuck, yeah, now I'm down. You take an additional, all in the same attack, you take uh, that, that's, uh, seven points of poison damage. It's all part of the same attack, so if you're down, it just it's all in the same thing. Yeah, I had 16 hit points. Uh, and with that, the spell drops. His compulsion to duel you is over, and he runs away. My concentration ends, because he had uh, enlarged reduce on him. Yep. You notice, you can feel that your spell has ended at a distance, um, and then he's going to use his movement to get 30 feet away from you. Oh, <laughs> he's going to use a spell, and he is super duper far away from you. Now. Is it a bonus action spell? It is. He uses Expeditious Retreat. Yeah. Well, shit. You notice that your concentration has ended, and you feel very worried that something happened a lot uh, yes. to Edmund. Yep, I am totally going to run over to uh, Edmund and do a medicine check on him to try to help him. Uh, you are, at this point, probably about 60 feet away from him because you never moved. Uh, shit. Okay. You could, um, so you, you I could, could dash. Burn. Yeah, so dash your raid on him. Yeah, Here's, so I'll dash on him and then make a medicine check on him. Yeah. What um, were you going to say? What I was going to say is the way I like to do death and life-saving throws in my games usually is to have them secret from the party. Um, is that cool with everybody? Like, I'll yeah, I'll you, just message you what my my okay. roles are. That way, they don't know whether or not like, oh, oh he's stabilized or he's dying because it's not something that somebody would just know. Okay, okay. So, how should we treat me doing this uh, the medicine check on him? You got to wait until your next turn if you want to do a, a medicine check. Yeah, because you dashed because you burned your action. Right. Okay. My bad. So, uh, but yeah, you burn your action. If you have a bonus, anything yeah. you do bonus wise, yeah, uh, you could do I got that. nothing. Okay, uh, so we're going to move to Sir Edmund Blackwood. So yeah, uh, roll it and message me. Or Okay. Uh, yeah, I will <laughs> okay. I will message you in Discord. 
Um, but that's his turn. Uh, Locke, it's now back to you. You are uh, 30 feet away. From Edmund, right? Yep. So I'm 60 from Douchebag? Yep, because he used his movement. Um, Can I... Uh, can I see him? Is the darkness still there? No, the, the, the darkness was moving with the large creature, like he cast yeah. it on himself, and he dropped it to attack okay. um, attack uh, Edmund. Can I see if he's wearing armor? Um, yeah, so from what you've seen of him so far, you can roll a perception check if you really want to like dig into it. But you do um, when you saw him previously, like his silhouette, it did not seem like he was wearing any armor. He's just wearing like a loincloth. Okay. I guess I'm just gonna move 30 feet closer and shoot him with magic missile. Alright. Uh, I mean, they hit, so... Yeah, I just gotta roll, roll that damage. damage. And he takes 11 damage. Alright, yeah, he does not even seem to slow down as he's as he's running away from you guys. Uh, uh, but yeah, he takes the damage. It happens. It is now the enemy turn. Uh, they go ahead and he's going to use his action bonus and his movement to run super duper far away from you guys say uh, uh, yeah 90 feet at this uh, he's moving 90 feet per round to get away from you guys I think at that point reasonably we can end combat unless you guys really want to follow him I mean there's absolutely no way I can follow him when he's moving 90 feet I know I can only move 60 and I'd be more worried about uh, Sir Edmund um, can I make a medicine check on him uh, yeah go ahead and make a medicine check 14 14 is enough to stabilize him. I think as long as you get above a 10, it's good. Um, yeah, he is stabilized. Uh, Sir Edmund, you are no longer um, on the brink of death. Okay. But uh, And that ends that encounter. Uh, you guys seem a little worse for wear, and <laughs> maybe not necessarily the best outcome. <laughs> I think we say, uh, fuck this town and just let him die. Does that sound good to everybody? Uh, oh boy. Going to abandon my I mean, paladin oath and just walk away. I'm cool with saying fuck this town, but I want to kill this fucking douchebag beastie boy. Oh boy. You guys uh, woof, did not see that one coming. Nope. I think I'm just kind of shook, to be honest. Yeah. I think that yeah. was by definition a massacre. <laughs> Yeah, that was a massacre. <laughs> yes. Do you guys yep. remember that one massacre we did that one time? That no. No, I don't remember. <laughs> no, I've repressed that memory. <laughs> An indiscriminate and brutal slaughter of people. Yep. <laughs> it's pretty indiscriminate. <laughs> we need to we need to get Maeve out of this town for sure. But it's up to us whether we want to chase the the baddie or just give up on this town, which is kind of lame, but. All right, so what do you guys want to do I can't, from here? I can't realistically say that our characters would want to stay here after killing 70 commoners. I'm unconscious, so... So, I guess we're just going to cut this adventure short. <laughs> I don't know, but that's... Yeah, that's lame. I want to... No, I don't... I don't I'm don't. i not saying we... Adventure? Yeah, I am not saying we abandon the adventure. I think, I think Maeve would... just unconscious. She feels really bad, but she would want to... I, I think she would want to redeem herself, so... By whatever means necessary. Alright, I, I did a little... See- so, uh, what is your guys' next move? You do hear a bunch of people crying All right, <laughs> I'm gonna you. pick up Sir Edmund and, like, carry him on my back. And we're gonna go, like, fucking find a place to make camp, I think. I'm gonna... Yeah, I'll run after them. So you're just dipping? 
from the We temple. can't stay there. All right, all right. Like, we just killed 70 fucking people. Well, I mean, you didn't kill 70 fucking people. Somebody. I mean, I'm not going to just people. abandon Maeve. <laughs> all right, so you guys are escaping. Yes. Fuck this shit, dude. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. Ooh, boy. Um, it, It's still nighttime, right? Yeah, it's still... I mean, it just started the night. Uh, uh, so this guy night. smells really fucking bad, right? Yep. Or at least he, like, puts stuff that smells bad. Yeah. Can I make a perception check to know if he left a smelly trail? Um, I smell yeah, a, a smelly smell that smells smelly. Smell a smelly smell that smells smelly. I got an 18. Um, you know that, yeah, you... He didn't necessarily leave a trail beyond that marking that he did. Uh, that's a pretty definite thing. But you do notice... Um, you don't think that he left a trail as in, like, there's stinky footprints or anything. But yeah. if you were to get close enough to him, probably within, like, 60-ish feet at that point, probably even a little bit more, that you would probably be able to pick up his scent. Even with, like... The smell is so bad that it, it's... It rises above anything else in the background with, like, smells. It's It's piercing. Yeah. Yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna go out in the wilderness somewhere and make camp and recover and then try to hunt this guy down is what I would say doing. Hey everyone, it's Ryan. <laughs> so I'm gonna level with you. Yeah, that I happened. <laughs> Things got really dark really quick hopefully that's not too jarring for everyone I can understand if it is it definitely threw me for a loop I had to pretty much trash like five six pages of notes because all those plot lines all those little tendrils in my story just kind of like evaporated into air this forever changes the landscape of this island there's really no turning back I asked for twists and turns. I got them. I regret asking for them. <laughs> um, I guess getting to the things they want me to say during these cutaways. Uh, if you like the podcast, make sure to rate and subscribe. Doesn't matter the platform. Whatever platform's fine. Um, follow us on social media. Make sure to reach out to us. We want, especially after an episode like this, we want to know. We want to take the temperature of the room. Uh, we want to know what you thought. I'm pretty sure this broke Matt, the player of Maeve. And I want to know if it broke anybody out there that's been listening. Like, this has been a crazy moment. Um, leaning back into the social media stuff, we're introducing a few, new, uh, a few new avenues for interacting with us at the show. If you at us on social media, at uh, Dice Populi, uh, we'll use your name on future episodes uh, as NPC names, uh, potentially location names, kind of depending on uh, availability. If you have any ideas for like magical items or just interesting items in general or have any questions or comments about the show, you can also reach out to us on social media. We've also set up our email account, dicepopuli at gmail.com. And if you want to send us any of those ideas, questions, comments, um, if we end up using, uh, we'll look at them. Of course, we're definitely going to read everything. Uh, if we end up using the item or having the show, we're going to give you a shout out about the item and whatever frame of reference you would like. If you want your social media handle used, if you want your name used, whatever you're comfortable with. Um, and if you have any questions or comments, uh, I think the plan is that we're going to read some of those on the above board episodes. Uh, so if you have any burning questions about our characters, the story, maybe the history of the, the Badlands, 
Um, anything like that, we'll do our best to answer them. May not necessarily get the straightest answer, depending on like maybe there's something uh, a little bit uh, hidden about that that we don't necessarily want to put out yet. Um, if you have any, uh, if you want like a good little source for all of those links, our website dicepopuli.com is a really nice hub for that stuff for all of our social media. It even has some information about us as members of the podcast. So I highly recommend checking it out. So <laughs> I hope this episode wasn't too depressing. Uh, I said my previous intention was a very campy 1950s monster hunt kind of vibe. And while I still think there's like a little sliver of there that remains, it's definitely taken a crazy turn and it's very much become its own very modern horror kind of thing. I am equal parts excited and terrified to see what happens next. So I think it's a good... We should just get back into it. I'm afraid if I leave them alone too long, they're going to find some crazy way to kill another 70 villagers. Let's get back. This part, we're... I'm not, I don't know what I mean, level. And we can cut this out for the audience. We're a little bit off the map. You guys killed 70 people, and I was not <laughs> expecting things to go that way. Yeah. <laughs> So we're gonna fucking we're gonna wing it though or not wing it, like I have I mean the plot continues, but <laughs> just not the way not of the several paths I thought it was going to go. Um I really wanna know how you thought this was gonna play out after this. After this? No, I I did not. No, I mean like see, after oh, yeah. we get through your campaign, I wanna know what the three paths that you had built. <laughs> well, that was were. my initial thing. Like this started with you guys deciding to do a raffle. I had not in my wildest dreams had thought you guys would have put together a raffle <laughs> so that you would have tried to collect the entire town into one location. Broke my mind. Well, I thought that was extremely creative and very fun, but it did lead down to a road of <laughs> Yep. More or less mass murder. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whatever. Let's get this shit going. The the countryside's pretty barren. You do notice that there's a lot of like low moss slash. Um, like grass in some places there's not a ton of woodland um, at least in your area you'd have to go closer to that large mountain the large mountain seems to have like a halo of of of, uh, of stuff like that yeah let's go to the let's go to the mountain it takes you guys a couple hours um, but you do make it to this this uh, basically a halo around this mountain of trees it's the only place that has trees really on the island oh, yeah. Um, but yeah you're there uh, so do you guys want to try and set up camp Yes, please. Yes, definitely. So, I guess everybody except for Edmund you can make survival checks, and that's how good your campsite will be. Hmm. 12 plus 1, 13. Uh, 7. Alright, uh, I mean, it's pretty meager as far as camps go. I mean, you guys don't have a ton of supplies, but you're able to make, you know, I mean... It comfortable. You make some bedding out of some of the tree branches and stuff like that. Uh, it's like it's more like fir trees, so you can like layer them and have a little cushion. Um, yeah, that's it's. We roughing it. I mean, you're just barely able to get like a small fire going if you wanted to. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, and at this time, uh, Edmund, if you, I mean, we're short rest entering the long rest, you could probably use some hit dice if you wanted to kind of wake up. Okay. Um, so you want me to roll hit dice? Is that what you said? Uh, you can. I mean, uh, the way I play it, if you are stable and the, a long rest happens, you can use some of your hit dice to wake up. Okay. I'm going to use two of them. Um, so I got eight plus four, 12 hit points. All right, you got 12 hit points. Around this time, you guys have made camp, and you notice uh, Sir Edmund starts to stir, Ugh. and uh, he comes about himself. Wait, wait. Did, did we get it? <laughs> Not even close, bud. Uh, he, got, he got away? Uh, yep. Damn. I failed you, and I apologize. Well, I, oh, did, did anyone grab my jacket and my hat? Nope. Nope. No, oh, we, we, I'm just going to head back and grab those. They're pretty important. No, you're not. What? Why? That town is going to riot after what Maeve did. Uh, it wasn't my what fault. What do you mean after what Maeve did? I. It wasn't my fault. They just dropped. Maeve, what did you do? I I tried to kill the, the jackal thing that was attacking Mr. Locke. And then I look behind me and a lot of people are dead. What? We killed probably upwards of 70 people. What? Wait, what? I, I, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm sorry. I, I think he has a crisis of faith and just like kind of collapses into a, like a nearby tree. I, I, I think I'd like to take a rest if that's okay. I, I need to. Yeah. Yeah. He just sits there in silence. Mavis, Mavis gonna take a nap. All right, are you all kind of done for the night? Gonna take a long rest? Yeah, yes. probably. All right, you guys take a long rest. Um, you are surprisingly unmolested at night by uh, creatures. <laughs> uh, no attacks. Nothing happens to you. Uh, and you guys wake up early in the morning um, in this forest, feeling refreshed, mentally as bad as you can, uh, as good as you could be at this point. Um, how would you guys like to start your day? That's a great question. I need to say sorry to them. We're not going back there, at least until we kill the beast. We we couldn't beat it before. We could now if we surprise it during the daytime and we can actually find it. There's got to be a reason why it comes out at night. Okay, I'll... Okay. Maybe if we bring the head of the beast back, they'll, uh... I think if we bring the head of the beast back, they at least won't try to kill you. Okay. I I like that plan, Mr. Locke. Alright, uh, so what's the plan? What are you guys gonna do? Um. How how do we find it? It smelled really bad. I think we're just gonna have to... It did smell really bad. I think we're gonna have to try to find that smell somewhere. If I were to guess, the reason why it comes out at night is because it can't either survive in the sunlight or there's something about it during the daytime that would otherwise incapacitate it. So we should be looking for a dark area that wouldn't get much sunlight, say, a cave or so. And, uh, theoretically there would be a cave somewhere on this mountain. So I think we should just walk around the mountain as much as we can and possibly find it that way. Oogie. So this thing did have dogs with it, or, like, dog-like creatures. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I... Obviously, it's going to be hard to tell tracks from other tracks here because we're in 
a wooded area, and I would assume that there's a decent amount of wildlife, but I would still like to make a either nature check, perception check, or survival check to identify the tracks that are around us. Well, because it's a new day, and you guys have had the encounter with the creature, and you have an idea of what it looks like and what its capabilities are, I want all of you guys to make arcana checks. Arcana checks. All of us? I got a three, so... All of us, Ryan? Everybody. Also got a four. Uh, ten. God dang, you... I still have no idea. I mean, you with with a ten, you'd be able to know that the the dog things you fought are something called a jackal ware. They're a little different from the typical ware creature. They're not like a humanoid made into a beast. They are kind of a beast that's given humanoid kind of like abilities. Hmm. Um, it's kind of the opposite. A little weird. Um, but yeah. Uh, so you know that. Uh, but you the what the other main creature is remains a mystery. But if you want to make a survival check, uh, you guys all can if you like. Uh, you can see if you find any tracks or anything of interest in your nearby surroundings as it does with, you know, searching for stuff. Got a five. Uh, that is a ten. Again. Uh, Seventeen plus zero. Seventeen plus zero. Yeah, with a seventeen... You do notice that there's a lot of trash. I mean, from what you know of this place, it's mostly sheep. You do find larger tracks leading towards the mountain. Okay, I uh, I just like almost like in a fugue state, just kind of like wander over to the other two of them, just like uh, I think I see rather large footprints over there. A better lead than anything I got, so I say we follow him. Yeah, right. Uh, Maeve nods her head and follows. So you start following. Are you guys trying to be? I don't know. Are you trying to be stealthy? Yeah, I think we should be stealthy. We should. I think I would be pretty cautious. All right. So you start heading. You start following the tracks. Uh, If you're being cautious about it, make stealth checks, please. Are you fucking kidding? All right. I got a seven. I have rolled a two three times in a row. Uh, I rolled a three, but I have plus six, so nine. I have a 14 plus five, 19. 19. Uh, I think average, it's still kind of low. You you do the best you can. None of you guys are really accustomed to uh, forest travel. Every once in a while, you, 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 you hear twigs breaking underneath your feet. You do hear the rustling of four leaves. times in a row. <laughs> you hear rustling of leaves and stuff Jesus as you Pat. as you traverse. Uh, you're doing your best to kind of like not be so obvious, but it's to be seen if it's being if it's effective. Um, but yeah, you spend the next few hours of the early morning. Uh, you feel the temperature kind of increase from like a very cool dampness to dries out a little bit. It's a little warmer. It's still kind of windy. Um, but yeah, you spent uh, about the next, what did I say, about two hours traveling, um, and you come to where the tree line ends, up the side of the very, very beginning of this mountain, and you, the, the, the terrain changes a little bit, and it goes from more of a soft dirt to more of a rocky kind of, um, uh, less, less Less, more soft packed dirt, more 
like rock and gravel. Make another, everybody make another survival check as you uh, try to find the trail. And Five. Nine. Nine. Guys kind of lose the trail. Um, but with a nine, you notice that uh, I mean, it's got to be definitely headed up here. Uh, it's just kind of difficult to figure out exactly where it went. Can if I you, make a perception you, check for the smell? Sure. An 18. 18. Uh, it, you do know, you do sense that there is a kind of like a, just a hint of a sickly smell in your area. Um, it, I mean, it makes you think that it had to be at least within this area, probably some kind of entrance mm-hmm. or some kind of place where it might be. Mm-hmm. Can I uh, can I roll investigation to see if I see any of that uh, like the green slime that smelled? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, fourteen plus one, fifteen. Uh, you don't see any of that green slime, uh, but you also, I mean, just from spending some time looking around, you do pick up that sickly smell. This is being carried on the wind. The wind is kind of coming from the easterly direction. Oh, hmm. it, it's coming from I over there. Into the wind, yeah. So you guys spend a little more time heading into the wind. Um, you come across uh, the the terrain changes a little bit from gravel into more of a. Uh, gravelly more stone like actual stone of the mountain um and you notice a rough hewn staircase going upwards kind of carved into this mountain it goes up quite a ways boom climb the stairs do we yeah, do we know what's up there no but we're gonna find out i i don't want to hurt anything again we must hurt at least one more thing i'm gonna i'm gonna go down and like get on mave's level mm. be like mave this thing is the reason why all those people are dead. We need to hurt it because it hurt those people. Okay. We're going to help the people. We're helping the people. Okay. Let's go. I for sure thought for a second you were going to say, hey, Maeve, to make an omelet, you got to break some eggs. <laughs> what have been, been pretty good. But we, no. just, we just broke a lot of eggs for a real good omelet. I broke a lot of eggs. You did, but About we're gonna 70. break. We're gonna break one big egg, and hopefully, this <laughs> omelet will feed the people forever. All right, <laughs> you guys, All right. You guys uh, start to make your way up the staircase. It's pretty rough going, um, but after about twenty minutes or so, uh, it l- levels out, and it actually you see a much larger swath kind of carved into this mountain, and it seems uh, you see two. Kind of like flattens out. There's like a precipice that flattens out. There's about 50 feet of this kind of semicircular space, and then in the mountain itself, you see two large stone doors um, covered in glyphs and runes. Um, not just like haphazardly, but it seems like it's kind of saying a story. And then you do see um, like a placard uh, that seems to be written in common. I would like to read the placard. The placard says, "The resting place of all." Uh, past, present, and future stone lords. Uh, these uh, runes, can I, uh, can I try to figure out what language they're in? Uh, yee. Uh, what languages do you all collectively speak? I have common and draconic. Five. I have common and uh, I believe infernal. I have okay. common, elvish, sylvan, celestial, and draconic. 
Uh, yeah, they are written in an ancient script of Elvish. Okay, so I would be able to read those. Yes, you would. Um, the script is a little haphazard, and you're not so up to date on your like pre-calamity kind of uh, Elvish, but you can make out the gist. Um, it lays this out as a um, they call it the the Salt Spire Peak. Um, but the way that it's written, it doesn't seem to be like there's a very specific word in Elven for mountain. This is not using that word, so it ten. So in actuality, this is a Elven built structure. This is not a mountain. Um, it's just a huge. It's probably one of the. I mean, it would topple any structure you've ever seen on the mainland. Um, it also says that this is a. Um, it's a research center for very specific type of magic um, and it does mention uh, were creatures and this is like more or less a massive research laboratory hmm. okay I will convey that to the to the rest of the party yep. what should we do I think we gotta speak friend and enter hmm. well I say uh, I say we put an end to whatever travesties of against nature they're, they're currently hey, look guys I'm just not in a great headspace right now so <laughs> uh, let's just go in here and kill some stuff is that okay I'm totally fine with that okay, okay let's do it <laughs> alright you guys uh, you guys enter in this might be the TPK let's go you guys are at the gate at the doors um I'm assuming you guys want to try and go inside. Yes. Still it. So, if you're trying to get in, I need, uh, if you're working together, somebody can make a strength check with advantage, or all of you can make individual strength checks. I'm not very strong. I will not roll, so if someone wants, ha- wants to have advantage. I will never roll um, again. <laughs> I've got a pretty good strength. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't you roll with advantage? Alrighty, boys. I got a 19 as the first roll. That's pretty good. And a 17, so the highest one would have been a 23. All right, yeah, you were able to kind of dig your fingers in a little bit, find a little purchase, get your get your long draconic claws in there, and you slowly but surely open the door. It opens outwards, not inwards. Um, and yeah, you're able to get in enough space where you guys can very easily, easily, easily in. Oh, and I, do I get a waft of nastiness as the door opens? It's not it's not as strong as when you were like, like right on top of away. the guy. Yeah. But yeah, you do there is that stink coming coming through. I smell a smelly smell. Oh, and I, I feel like I should just tell uh, you guys in the audience at home uh, for their edification that I did roll a natural one on my first saving throw. Oh my so god! Yeah. That almost went real fucking bad. Shit just got real real. Well, well we could have really. Uh, it was funny that Colin didn't stick around because <laughs> he'd have been here that we could rework a lot of shit. Because <laughs> yeah. well, if you had died, <laughs> we had just just like you know what? Let's just make this an evil campaign. We're just gonna kill everybody, <laughs> go from town to town, <laughs> murder. All right, but yeah, you're able to get inside. Uh, make perception checks as you enter. Nineteen. 
Sorry, what was the check? Perception. Uh, perception check. As you, it's just to get the, the gist of what's happening around you when you walk into 17. this place. 17. All right, yeah, you guys rolled pretty well. Uh, this place seems real ancient, uh, but with your checks, you do notice that there has been recent activity here, and uh, parts of this place seem like they have been reworked. Um, you do notice that there is some, I mean, relatively compared to the rest of the structure, freshly hewn stone. I mean, you saw outside that it was, uh, it seems to be at least at some point in the nearer future than when this was made, uh, repurposed into a ceremonial gravesite for the stone lords. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's not as gnarly as you think it would be. I mean, it smells pretty bad in here, but not ins- insanely bad. But um, you can see there are places for uh, torches to be lit. It's, uh, at least in this main hallway, it seems like it's large enough for a fairly decent-sized procession of people to very comfortably walk through. Um, that's all you notice at this point, just from going into the breach, basically. This is right as you enter in the door. Okay, I'm the... There's also no natural light here. Hmm. I have dark vision, but... Um, I have, have torches spell? in my backpack if people need them. Yeah. I just don't know if all you guys have night vision or not. No, I don't think the dragon board nope. does. Um, I... I thought I did, yeah, but I don't. I think we should strike a torch, um, but yeah. I think I should probably go first, because I'm the most dexterous, and if I need to, like, dodge a trap, it's going to be easiest Okie dokie. Okay, so I'll give you the torch, then. Okay. So what do we see with the, with the torch? Um, you do notice uh, there are portions of it, uh, you can see that uh, stone has been... As now you get a better idea of the light. Actually, you, with night vision, it wouldn't look any different. Okay. Uh, for for the Dragonborn, it would. He notices some of the details that you guys saw. The, it looks like like there was uh, older stone that had been carved back and then re... like Instead of elven script or anything like that, you see more contemporary art. You know, the, the real basic stuff that you would assume would be in a like a kingly resting place. You see people, you actually see like pictographs of people being carried into this place. You see uh, kind of religious iconography of somebody being laid to rest. You see note mentions of the god Kelish, um, stuff like that. Hmm. Okay. Um, I will proceed through. I want to keep an eye out for like any burial chambers or, you know, rich people like to be buried with the rich people shit. I want the rich people shit. That's, that's the crux right. of it. Um, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. Um, so you, as you guys, uh, are you, I'm assuming you start delving into this place. Yes. Um, so yeah, you start to go forward and it kind of, from this, what you would think is pretty wide hallway, it actually opens up into a very large, um, semi-spherical kind of cathedral area. Uh, you see stone seating for probably around 200 people. Um, you notice that there seems to be there's a large altar at the end, kind of set up, uh, which is a, kind of a rarity thing. You haven't seen a ton of wood since you've been here, but you see large there's wood and like parts to this altar, and you see it kind of branches off into several different directions. Uh, there's large doorways to the right and left. Um, but behind the altar, you see another large gateway and uh, just darkness behind that at this point for you guys. Okay, I I say we follow our nose. Do we smell anything? Uh, make perception checks. Ooh, a natural 20. Ooh, natural one. 
18. Uh, you said natural 20? Unnatural. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, Dirty 20. With that, Dirty 20. With that good, good 20, you see, you think that probably behind the altar into that um, passageway is probably your best bet. Uh, it does seem to be more pungent in that area. Okay, I'm going to go over and examine that area. All right, yeah, and as you approach this altar, you uh, you get that smell. It is definitely stronger from that area. And as you're coming up onto it, as you get to these, this, this more of a dais, less of an altar. It's not like you know something like that. It seems like somebody you could very easily see somebody doing a like a funeral party here. Somebody there'd be people coming up and saying what happened. There's definitely space in the center for. A visitation of a corpse. Uh, there's enough seating for a very large funeral. Um, but as you make it up there, you see that um, that big gateway it's, has a bunch of stairs going down. So there's two sets of stairs on either side, and in the center there is a smooth, almost like marble. Um, it's all made out of marble, but it's smooth, and it's, see it's traveling down. Um, it'd be pretty easy if somebody were like carrying a casket. There would be an easy way for somebody to take a casket down many flights of stairs without jostling it too much. You know, you gotta keep those uh, those dead people pretty sturdy. I guess I'll uh, relay that to everyone else. Well, how do you think we should proceed? I think we should go down there. Okay. Uh, I will proceed down the, down the shaft. Alright, so you guys with your torches kind of come together and you start to travel down into the um, chambers of the dead. <laughs> uh, so the uh, with this um, passageway down, you're going you're on these steps for probably a solid 15 minutes. You've gone down the equivalent of maybe 10 or 15 flights of stairs. Um, it just it goes down. It does kind of sur- like a very slow spiral. You notice as time passes on, it's a very um, it's not at a great angle. So you're not like, it's not even full steps. They're more like half steps. It does seem very much like somebody might be sliding a very large coffin with this. So you wouldn't want it to be steep. You want it to be fairly level so it didn't get away from you. Mm-hmm. There is a slow spiral as it goes down. You guys get the equivalent of down probably about 100, 150 feet. And then it enters into a much larger chamber. And those of you with night vision and uh, would see this pretty clearly, you see what looks like funeral, uh, funeral vaults funerary vaults hmm, okay a great many of them is the smell stronger down here it is very strong down here okay do we Yikes. do we see any like tracks or any of the vaults that like i don't know if the rest of them are dusty is there one that isn't that kind of thing i make perception checks Oof. all of us yep uh, i rolled a two plus two four I got a five plus one. Six. Yeah, four plus three, seven. <laughs> uh, you do not notice that anyone is like disturbed as opposed to the other ones. Hmm. But it goes on for a great while. Uh, it's probably this room lengthwise is probably about five hundred feet. Okay. Um, are they all adorned the exact same way, or is, are there any that are like more opulent? Um, they're all. Uh, they're all adorned very similarly. You do so. 
it's uh you see the funerary vault um each door seems a little bit different it seems like they try to put an effigy of the person on front of the door um are there any that look beast-like no none of them look beast-like and with your past perception check definitely not. here lies chad he was a jackal (laughs) (laughs) here lies source of your enemy number one um but no, yeah, as far as you can tell, they all seem pretty similar except for the effigies of the person. And I mean, they're some are better made effigies than other ones. Some look very lifelike. Some of them look pretty rough. Uh, I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean that, that uh, I don't know, there, there's probably maybe one person was alive when they made the effigy as opposed to another person died maybe very suddenly and they didn't have a good idea of what the person looked like. Okay. Well... I don't know, boys. Is there is the smell getting stronger as we walk by all these things? I mean, as as you guys are traveling forward, the the smell is getting definitely stronger. Should I say we you follow our noses? Should mm-hmm. we should we cover our nose if it smells bad? Uh, you you may if you wish, Charles. If you get the cloth <laughs> wet, it it helps to to filter out smells. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a rag and then use a little bit of stuff for my water skin. Um, okay. And cover it over my my nose to try to block out some of the smell. You guys travel probably about 300 feet in, and at various points uh, around this point it branches so it goes forward and it goes left. But you notice as you hit this branch that one of the tomb the tombs, um, the door has been destroyed. I am, uh, I'm gonna start moving into, like, Navy SEAL motions and just, like, shh, and I'm just, like, making, like, chopping motions and, like, pointing them down the hall. <laughs> All right. Do I have to roll to understand what he's doing? Yeah. <laughs> roll a wisdom check, or an uh, intelligence check. Ah, oh, shit. Uh, six? I, I told you Fucking to steal <laughs> through it. Nat 20. It seems, it seems like he wants you to play patty cake, which seems very <laughs> weird for the situation you guys are in. I got a net 20. Uh, I mean, yeah, you, you get what he's trying to say. Uh, he's trying to, like, kind of warn you that it seems to be uh, something is up ahead. I say we start being stealthy then. You keep your torches or you put them out? Well... As long as somebody's like guiding me, I won't need a torch. Like if if Ed Boy and I just link arms or hold hands or something. Ed Boy. Um, I mean, there's a chance that this thing might even be weak to like a light oh, yeah. like this, so maybe we just keep it. Okay. Are you gonna keep the light lit? Yeah. Yes. All right. So can I, our, um, uh, can I examine yeah. the ru- the ruined door real quick? Make an investigation check to see yes, if I if may. I can see what uh what might have destroyed it. Yeah, yeah. That is a sixteen plus one, seventeen. Seventeen. Uh, yeah. It looks like somebody broke it up from the outside. With your investigation, as you're kind of scanning over the door, uh, you look inside. There is a coffin. There's like this large stone sarcophagus. It is open. Um, and then you notice on the outside in common script on top of the door, it says Bellerin Ricard. Hmm. So definitely related to Allie. Um, do we, I guess I will slowly move into the chamber and approach the, the copper. There's nothing in it. Um, the top of it 
has uh, been like thrown across the room. And you notice, uh, like, it doesn't seem like necessarily somebody's been living here, but you do feel like somebody's been in here very recently. Um, you notice some carvings into the side of the wall. Um, one, it's all in like common, nothing, nothing crazy language or anything like that. So, it's, and it seems fairly recent. Um, you see in like one big scra- series of scratches. Um, you wish, and then another one on the side of the roll. Um, I wish. And then on another part of the wall, you see, uh, I will, I, I, I will get what's mine. And another part of the wall, it's more closely like Allison sucks dick. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Uh, but, uh, uh, that's, that's what I like. I don't know if common times there, this one, he'd be like, Allison will get what she deserves. Allison then, is a wench. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I will get what I deserve. And it's very much like scratchings on top of scratchings on top of scratchings. Um, they're just everywhere inside this room. I wish I was dead. I wish she was dead. Do they look like they were made with like claws or do they look like they were made like by a person scratching something in here? Claw. Okay. In the back of your guys's head around this time, as you guys are investigating, you hear a voice. Um, so I see you found me. It only took the death of 70 for you to be driven out this way. I am surprised you are still on my trail. I thought you would have left by now. You have a boat. I've seen it. When did you see our boat? I was there on the dock when you came. Who, you that who dick are guard. You? <laughs> oh, no, I'm not. I'm not the guard. But I was there. I'm always there. I've been watching you. And uh, uh, you notice, uh, you hear a rapping, basically, at the opening of the door right behind you guys. As you guys, you guys are inside, but he's he's on the outside. And you see in front of you a pretty plain-looking guy um, wearing um, rags, more or less, and uh, has a has his cloak up over his head, and uh, he's just kind of standing there. And he stops speaking to you in your mind, and he starts speaking to you with his uh, with his mouth. So. It seems we uh, seems like we have something in common. We've both killed a lot of people in this town. So, did, how did it feel? He starts. He looks at you, Maeve. Like, so how did it feel to kill that many? What? Why did you kill people? Oh, I I have my reasons. What was your reason? I was most impressed with your ability. I have never seen anything like that. We should we should work together. Well, why, why do you kill people? You should tell us. They took everything from me, and I'm going to take everything away from her. Who's her? He points at the names on the wall. I mean, you see Allison written, like, a hundred times. From my dearest beloved sister, I will wrench everything from her that I can. Come and be.